Welcome to the Way to Wellbeing podcast, where we explore a structured approach to well-being through the cultivation of mindfulness. This is Matthew Aldridge. I'm a mindfulness student. And this is Barbara Newell, a mindfulness teacher. This is some bonus material that we recorded after our podcast on the importance of compassion. This is just a brief discussion between Barbara and I on how I personally had developed self-compassion. So, Matthew, I've heard you mention and kind of in passing from time to time about your own evolution in connecting with self-compassion and how it made a really important difference in in your own growth and your own well-being. And I was wondering if you'd just be willing to share some about that. Yeah, Um I mean, as I've discussed with you, um, I came from a family where we were fairly critical of each other. Uh, And as a result, as I grew up, I developed this self-critical nature. Uh, And I was almost always harder on myself. But the interesting thing is I also surrounded myself with people who were also critical. Like you you find patterns that are similar uh, to what you grew up with. And I remember having some realization of this uh, when I was working. My my boss, I'll, I'll, she was a great boss, but at the same time, um, she also knew how to push my buttons. <laughs> and um, I was on a, a difficult assignment working with a fairly difficult client. Um, and things weren't really working out well. And she kind of posited a question, which was like, well, why couldn't you fix that? What was wrong? Your boss. Yeah. And I remember having this visceral reaction and it was just like, all of a sudden I felt bad about myself. I was like, oh, what's wrong? Why couldn't you do that? Mm, And shame. Yeah. And I remember actually the sad thing is all of a sudden I wanted to drink. Um, And it was just like, what? Yeah. Um, It was an immediate reaction because I didn't like that emotion. And I was looking for a way to, you know, resolve it. And in that instance, I was like, wait, wait a minute. I, I did as best I could. And you know what? That's good enough. And she's just utilizing this, uh, this technique to try to get me to work hard. And I actually noticed it. She did it with other people, which in a lot of ways can be effective as, as a boss. But I didn't think it was the right way to go about it. I mean, it's just like the habits people fall into. Um, but that was kind of the start of realizing it. And, and I think as I then, as I went through mindfulness, I think one of the key things I learned is, is really to look at and be happy with who I am. And I say that easily. It's a process. Um, How did you, how did, how, what do you see as the, 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 what was the way that got to that place for you where you were able to make a shift in how you responded differently from how you'd been conditioned? It's a process. I think it's it's a process to start to take notice and really say, hey, did I, um, you know, am I doing the best I can? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're looking at your thought patterns. Yeah. And, but even then it's like, um, you know, ultimately it's, it's realizing that that self-critical nature, um, in a lot of ways can undermine you. 
um, because it produces fear. I mean, I thought this was an interesting thing. And one of the things even this is another work issue is that very often um, <clears throat> when I would get stressed uh, and feel have concerns about the way things were being done, because I was it, it would be I would it would almost put me on a path that was not really conducive to resolving the issue. It was like I would almost get a little panicky in a way. And I think as I started to look at that, I'm like, hey, this isn't really working very well. Mm -hmm. um, and it was in a lot of ways kind of looking at those thought patterns, looking at what was causing it, and also realizing, look, instead of looking inward, looking outward and realizing that people's expectations were very different from my own. Like I had these really high expectations of myself. Yeah. But other people were like, no, you're, you're doing a great job. You're. And so I think very often we have to get that's a process of getting out of our own head. Um, and, and looking at reality. Um, so you opened yourself to other, other perspectives. Yes. Well, and, and the other piece of it is like, I mean, don't go, and those other perspectives sometimes can also be reinforcing mm -hmm. <laughs> the, 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 that negative self-critical aspect. Right. I mean, sometimes you have to put yourself in perspective. Uh, and the other thing is, um, you know, I, I'm a business consultant. And so that environment is, has high expectations to begin with. Um, and sometimes you have to realize it's like, okay, well, that's the environment I'm in. But that doesn't mean I'm not doing a great job and I'm not a, a great person. And mm -hmm. it's more than work, too. That's the other side of it is you you really just need to take stock of yourself um, and in a broader context and not against necessarily what our cultural or societal expectations are either. Uh, it's like you ultimately look at your values, what are what's important in life. Um, and, you know, ultimately it's, it, you know, being comfortable with where you're at mm -hmm. now and not against some other standard. Because I think, I mean, we've talked about this a number of times with mindfulness. I mean, very often we kind of get um, lost in our head and attached to this idea of, where we need to be like uh, in the future or this future state. And if we're there, then we're going to be happy. And a lot of it's coming back and saying, you know, being comfortable with the here and the now. Mm. Thank you. <laughs>